three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Catches me off guard. <laughs> this is Hunter, and I'm here with Colin. Colin, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. We got a we got an interesting show here. We're doing. Dude, we've got one of my most. You know, I've wanted to do this since we started the podcast, and I was like, you know, I was like, it, this year, besides continuing to grow the podcast, something I decided is like. I'm going to do more stuff for me because, you know, I'm an independent woman. You know, I work hard. I'm like, you know, we're, we're going to do we're going to do some more fun things here. And one something something that I really want to do is talk about our favorite comic book movies. And so what comic books you know I know, right? Shocking. I know. But we were talking about our top 10 favorite comic book uh, movies ever. And I'll be honest, man. Uh this list uh, does have a right to change because we do have several comic book movies uh, coming out here in the next you know year or so. Uh, I will say there is an admission from my list. I think that will surprise you uh, slash probably upset you. Uh, but um, I'm I won't be upset. It's your list. It can be whatever it wants. Oh, you're you're so supportive. Thanks, man. But. Uh, <laughs> But now I'm, I'm very interested to find out what that yeah, is. Yeah, but so I do got some honorable mentions here. I mean, so I will say you've known me for, oh God, eighteen. You've known me for eighteen. Good God, eighteen years. God, I, how have you not got? Yeah. How have you, mm-hmm. how have, Middle school. How have you not blocked my number? Uh, but, uh, but, but <laughs> there was time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're like, look at look at that block button. Like, uh, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> oh, don't say the wrong thing. But yeah, one more pun. <laughs> Blocking yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I would not blame you. But uh, you've know you've known about my love of comic books like since we first became friends, and I will say this list was really difficult for me to do, and I'm still not even a hundred percent sold on my list. To be totally honest, a hundred percent. Oh, clever, but. Um, it wasn't. I, I thought it was. <laughs> Just take the compliment, Colin. But, yeah. but well, I guess it was like a hundred jokes. Yeah, so. that's fair. Yeah. But uh, before we kind of get into your uh, our list here, I want to talk about some honorable mentions. Um, I got a couple here. Uh, so uh, Snowpiercer, fucking love that movie. Based on a uh, French graphic novel. Uh, couldn't find room. That one's a stretch. It, it, French graphic not based on the graphic novel, technically. Yeah, a French one that no one read. <laughs> well, people in Paris probably read it. I, I know there's other cities besides Paris, but that's the only one I can think of. But, uh, but I digress. Uh, uh, Chris Evans, man. Uh, I, I always go back and forth. I don't know if he's a great actor. He's a great Captain America. But Snowpiercer was a great fucking movie. Uh, I remember we, we all... Uh, we're actually kind of we regretted the fact that we didn't see that in theaters. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. It was cool. It was definitely cool. Um, another one, and this is the one that you're gonna go, "What the fuck?" Uh, Dark Knight didn't make my list. Gonna be f- f- putting it out there right now. Uh, I love the Dark Knight. I acknowledge how great it is. Uh, it's Nolan's second best movie, probably. 
Um, uh, I always get it confused. I think it's the he did the prestige, right? Prestige. Uh, he did Prestige, yeah, yep. yeah. He did Inception, and I, I think Prestige is his best movie, personally. Uh, that Prestige, I think it is. That's that's my. That's a that's a weird opinion. I that, <laughs> I, I think I, <laughs> I think Prestige is his best movie, personally. I mean that movie's that movie's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just it. Did, didn't he do Memento? He did do Memento, and I actually like Prestige more than Memento. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite movies for a long Memento's time. Memento's still a great movie. And it ages really well. Yeah. Um, my, my big beef with Dark Knight, I, I just the ending just always just never it never hit me right. Uh, as far as the town just kind of accepting that oh Batman did all this shit and it had nothing to do with that terrorizing clown. Clowns are evil and uh, but I uh, the ending just never hit me right. Uh, I just think Maggie Hall in it is is bad is is unfair. I just think she's okay, and I really do hate the way that. Two faces just killed off. I, I just, I don't, I don't love that. Okay, okay. This is our favorite movies. This isn't Bash. No, Dark no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm no, I'm, I'm just. <laughs> Why are we starting off our our favorite movies with how much you don't like? No, Dark I'm just, I'm just giving some context. It's kind of unfair. I'm giving context for why Dark Knight isn't on my list. That's all I'm saying. Because I would still give Dark okay. Knight a fan well, fucking fantastic. I just have issues with it. And then okay, well, it'll get plenty of time. Of, <laughs> Having nice things said about it, on I, I I know I know it's on yours. <laughs> and then the last one I'll throw out is Unbreakable. Uh, it's still one of my. I know not a technical comic book movie, but if nerds have pretty much said it's a comic book movie, I uh, it's still the best movie Bruce Willis has done in. Oh God, when, when did Die Hard come out? Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since Bruce Willis. Oh oh, he did Looper. He did do Looper. So that's a, yeah. Looper was yeah, but Bruce Willis admittedly for a while hasn't been in consistently great movies uh he just takes whatever scripts though yeah you can find him at your local red box but bruce willis though he he's great in that movie and split uh of course sets up uh glass so bruce willis will probably be in an actual good movie again for the first time in about eight years so Eight or nine years, so good for you. Uh, love Unbreakable too. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions you want to throw out real quick? I did. Uh, when I was in um, high school, uh, Sin City came oh, out, and I yeah. really, really loved Sin Great City one. when that came out. Uh, but it didn't make my list. Uh, also, I couldn't find room for the 1989 uh classic batman by tim murray great one but i did i did love that movie when i was a kid it really hasn't aged too well (laughs) it hasn't let's all be honest like the the hairstyles and and everything going i mean it's still it's still just like has that nostalgia factor so i had to throw it on there and then i also read somewhere that big hero 6 is actually um based off of a marvel comic yeah so uh, I really liked Big Hero Six. Um, I thought that was a, a sweet movie. Um, so there that yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and uh, start off the list here. I'm gonna start off uh, do what we typically do, or do our uh, ten through five, and then we'll do our four through two, and then our number one. So going down my list here, uh, my number ten. It's a movie I don't think enough people have seen. But I just think it's so fucking funny. It was uh, uh, directed by uh, Mr. James Gunn. It's Super, uh, starring Wayne Wilson and uh, 
Okay, yeah, that's a good And uh, Ellen Page. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rick... So that's based off of an actual graphic novel? So it's novel? not based off of an actual graphic novel, but since it's superhero-inspired, I'm counting it. <laughs> but, oh, okay. All right. I like but uh, Rain Wilson plays the Crimson Bolt, and his battle cry is Shut Up Crime, which is just, I just thought was the funniest fucking thing. And plus, <laughs> plus he dresses up, you know, in just this hilarious red suit, and it hits people for wrench. I just <laughs> that, that shit just makes me laugh. I, um, it's a really dark comedy, and Ellen Page, I, I really, I just, I love that woman. She's really quite wonderful in pretty much everything she's in. Uh, not including Flatliners. Oh, we'll pretend she didn't do that. But <laughs> <laughs> she's even great when she's a video game. Yeah, off Beyond Two Souls. I'm replaying that right now. God, it's a great game. But I, uh, great game. Um, but she, their their friendship and their back and forth is really fun, and it's really fun, funny how they rip on Robin as they should to an extent. How she's a bolt girl, I think is what she calls herself in the in Super, mm-hmm. and Kevin Bacon is just such a special kind of asshole when he's playing a villain, <laughs> and he like he he's got you know um uh Liv uh Liv Tyler in that movie who Rain Wilson uh, is in love with, and. You know, he's got all drugged up and shit, like, feeding her, her habits. Like, oh, you're not a piece of shit at all. Uh, I, I love that movie so fucking much. And it's 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 surprisingly violent, which is... Mm-hmm. And I know people always want to kind of go, like, oh, Kick-Ass. Uh, I, I would definitely say that Super, uh, Super is better than uh, Kick-Ass. Damn sure better than Kick-Ass, too. Uh, but uh, Super. Absolutely love that movie. So that's my number 10. Uh, my nice. my number nine is a blade. Fucking love blade so much. <laughs> nice. Uh, What's this? Nice? Just rewatched it like like a week ago. Went, yep, still holds up. Uh, of course, we won't mention Blade Trinity, which is just unfortunate. But the original Blade, I know everyone wants to talk about you know Black Panther, but people need to give Blade its props. Uh, one, you know, proof that you could make money with a rated R. A comic book movie, and this is after you know, this is right around the time Joel Schumacher almost killed comic book movies forever. So, <laughs> seeing Blade and Blade 2, which actually still holds up really well, uh, what Blade 3 has triple X, uh, uh, you mean triple H? <laughs> Yeah. H, sorry, <laughs> that would be a great crossover. Blade meets triple X. <laughs> that, I mean, come on, you, you telling me that wouldn't come on, Marvel, make it happen. <laughs> Let's go the the triple X Blade universe. Let's be awesome. You know what? That's about the only thing that that Vin Diesel hasn't fought at this point is a vampire. So you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Why not do it? Yeah, do it. But absolutely love that movie. Um, my number eight is something I just rewatched this weekend, and I just went, God, I forgot how much I love this movie. And the second one comes out next weekend, and Lord willing, it can hopefully capture even half. Of the magic of the original, it's the Incredibles. Uh, the Incredibles is, it, it <laughs> okay? It's really good. <laughs> it's incredible how good it is. Ha! <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, but man, you want to talk about a movie that just gets the pacing? I was rewatching that scene where uh, uh, Violet and, and uh, Dash they're uh, getting chased by those bad guys, and Dash is running on the water. I was like, damn, this is just. This is fucking action packed. Uh, I just, I really do love that movie and, uh, you know, Frozone, which is just ah, uh, that might be my Halloween costume this year. Uh, it's it's so 
brilliantly paced. It's still the best Fantastic Four movie that we've ever gotten, <laughs> as sad as that is. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's so well done. It's really charming. It's sweet. Uh, uh, oh, a uh, sy- uh, syndrome. Syndrome, yeah. A uh, syndrome is is a supervillain in the most classic way, in the sense that the hero creates him, and for a Disney movie, quite psychotic. I'm like, oh, you're you're pushing how how nuts he is. I appreciate that, Disney. And so, uh, funny. Uh, there, there, it's damn near a perfect movie. I, I I really can't think of a complaint about the movie off the top of my head. But I I just love that movie. So. Incredible. It's a great movie. Incredibles, you're wonderful. Uh, number seven is what I still, and we've had many uh, spirited debates about this topic. Uh, I think it's the best X Men group movie. Uh, so not not counting Logan or Deadpool or Deadpool two. Um, it's X Men First Class. I, I think uh, Matthew Vaughn, who of course did the first Kick Ass, uh, thankfully d- didn't do the second, uh, and did uh, Kingsman and Kingsman: uh, The Secret Sir, uh, The Secret Service, uh, The Golden Circle. Pardon me. Uh, he for me did the best X Men movie. Uh, yes, January Jones, Emma Frost is not great, and that and he has to take some blame for that. But Kevin Bacon is great in that movie. Uh, Michael Fassbender is a phenomenal Magneto. Uh, James McAvoy, you could make a case, is as good of a Professor X as a Sir Patrick Stewart. It's the one time I've liked Jennifer Lawrence in a movie that's not called Silver Lang's Playbook. Or uh, <laughs> uh, I like her American Hustle. But yeah, it, it, that's the best version of Mystique that Jennifer Lawrence has, pay, uh, has played. And it went ahead and brought a bunch of mutants that most people who didn't grow up reading X-Men, who aren't familiar with the canon, would know. And it made them relevant. Uh, Really great action scenes. I love the way they play off the whole, you know, uh, Xavier is Martin and, uh, you know, Magneto's Malcolm X. I love that dynamic. And it felt fresh. It felt uh, It felt like they were just revitalized, just pumped. To get back in the X-Men. Uh, I love the last third of the movie. Where it does break down into more of an action an action film. But there's still so many dramatic beats. Uh, Rose Byrne is great in that movie. I, I, I think as an X-Men film, uh, top to bottom, it's about as good as the X-Men uh, films have got. And once they put out this stupid Dark Phoenix movie, hopefully Marvel gets the right to them back and we'll get good X-Men movies, but that's my number seven. Uh, speaking of X-Men movies, my uh, last film before I kick back to you, it's Logan, which we still need to review, and god damn it, Logan is just, uh, we talked about it, Colin, we, I cry, I cry like there was no tomorrow in that movie, and I was just like, oh my god, I can't handle this, and I knew what was coming, but... Uh, Hugh Jackman, man, he played Wolverine for over a decade, which is insane to think about. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's the best version of that character I think we'll ever get. Like, I don't think anyone will ever touch it. Like a decade and a half, yeah. really. Yeah, like he played a character... Yeah, because X-Men was, what, 2000? 2001? 2000. Oh, God, that's a trip. Yeah, so he, was, he, almost, he almost hit two decades playing that God, that's crazy. But uh, Hugh Jackman, he's just wonderful in that movie. And... Everything from the tone to the score, which is one of the best scores I've heard in a superhero movie, to the action being so brutal and 
you know, this has been the drum I'd been beating for years, saying we need a rated R Wolverine movie. His power is to cut people. <laughs> we need to see this rated R. And you get just the most brutal, intense Wolverine that I wanted. And the last 30 minutes is just, oh, God, it's some of the best 30 minutes I've seen in an action film ever. Like, it, it's it's up there with Terminator 2 for me, to be totally honest with the action. Just, when he goes into full berserker mode, I was in the edge of my seat going, fuck yeah, Logan, get him! Just, I was, <laughs> like, I, oh, oh, it's so good. I, yeah, and, um... It is a lot like a Terminator movie like that. It, it's a good it, it, Yeah, it kind of is. And just the emotional beats. Sir Patrick Stewart, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, he's so incredible in it. The girl who plays X-23... Uh, they need to get her for feature films. She should be X-23 proper moving forward. Uh, Stephen Merchant was great in that movie. <laughs> like, it, it's so... Oh, yeah, I forget that he like, was in it. He was yeah, good. it's so great across the board. And that last shot, that last frame, is one of my favorite shots in a movie, period. And that's when just the waterworks... Like, like I, I just... <laughs> I That's when I just... I broke down. So, yeah, Logan, uh, my number six... Uh, Colin, my friend, I'm curious to get your list. What you got? Alrighty. So my 10 through 6 is packed full of nostalgia. <laughs> nice. Um, I When I think of comic book movies, I just like... There's certain ones that just stand out because of like the impact they had on like my like movie-loving like person that I am now. And, um, so when I was thinking about it, I was just like, I gotta give credit to, like, some old school ones that, like, really just kind of instilled that love of comic book movies in general and just going to the theater in general. Because I feel like around middle school, high school is where, like, my real love of going to the movies, like, was established. Um, and between the ages, the grades of 7th and 8th grade... Um, the first X-Men came nice. out in 2000. So, um, man. And just, like, thinking back, and I was just like, I, rem- I, I remember being obsessed with that movie. Like, when that movie hit, I mean, what we had had in the past was, like, a bunch of Batman movies. Yeah. Like, in grade school, I just remember, like, let's go see the next derp Batman <laughs> movie with, like, Jim Carrey or Arnold Batman Forever, Batman, Batman yeah, Robin. And- yeah, exactly. So, like, those two, those were, like, the last two big comic book movies that, like, stood out in my head. Um, and then, like, all of a sudden, and it, like, really the movies of, like, the 70s and 80s and 90s were just dominated by DC, really, with, like, Superman and Batman movies. And then when, I feel like the Marvel shift, like, really happened when this X-Men movie came out in 2000. Um and I, I like how much you love First Class and how you talk about it, um, how it be, it's like your favorite version of X-Men. And I totally respect that. For me, like, when I think about, like, seeing the first X-Men movie, I'm just like, Sir Patrick Stewart, Sir Ian McKellen, and Hugh Jackman, like, those are just, like, so iconic. That's fair. For me, like, seeing them in their roles for the first time. Like, I have just, like, this romantic connection with the the first X-Men and seeing it. Like, let's, let, like, no one's talking about how much they love James Marsden as Cyclops. <laughs> Dude, they've still not <laughs> but, gotten right. Like, I feel bad for James Marsden. Like, 
<laughs> yeah. And, like, I mean, Halle Berry was pretty iconic as Storm for a while, but I think everybody kind of turned on her once um, The Last Stand hit. Um, yeah, I never liked her but, as Storm, by the way. Sorry, because don't have to. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I remember when, when she was first Storm, I, I just remember at least, I, I, like, was like, oh, I thought she was a good Storm. Yeah. In any case, um, yeah, that, that movie just, like, I don't know, it set me on a path of loving um, comic book movies going forward. Um, and then we get to my next one, so I just thought, like, it just made sense to jump right in to the movie that really just made my young brain explode, <laughs> which was in 2002, two years later, when Spider-Man first Nice. Came. And I remember the first time I saw Spider-Man, I mean, I was just blown away. Like, they, they did such a good job for 2002, when special effects were still pretty limited, when they had him swinging around New York City and doing everything, I was like, I, like, I thought it was like really awesome. And um, as far as how it holds up today, I was rewatching like a bunch of the scenes on YouTube, just like trying to remember it. And I mean, it's just Sam Raimi all over it. Yeah, it is. And he and like he's he's like a fun director. It's like pretty campy almost to watch it now. Um, but it still has, like, these super iconic scenes. Um, like, it obviously has, like, the Upside Down Kiss um, with Kirsten Dunst, which was, like, iconic forever. So hot. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, especially being, like, a young kid, like, hitting puberty. Like, going and watching Spider-Man, I was just like, Dude. Kirsten Dunst is sweat. Dude, that definitely helped bring me into puberty, seeing Kirsten Dunst. Like, <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, because like, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, God, if I was Spider-Man, I would totally kiss you. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, it re- like, I know, like, <laughs> he hasn't had the news in his favor lately, but James Franco, <laughs> <Bunko>, like. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that. Back when he was just playing, you know, the asshole spoiled friend Harry Osborne um, to Tommy McGuire. And his dad's fucking William Defoe. Um, I mean, it was an incredible cast, I thought. Uh, and, yeah, that, that movie's just always just... I mean, I watched that so many times. I did, too. Like, when, that, when I got the DVD of Spider-Man for the first time, I mean, like, forget about it. <laughs> I mean, it was like... I watched that, like, so many times in a month. Um... So I mean I I had to put it on the list. Just these these for like these first two specifically, X-Men and Spider-Man. I was like they're going to be at the back of the list because they're clearly not they don't hold up to the movies of today, but they just were, had such an influential like impact on me when I first saw them, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um all right, and then going into uh the next one, um this was the start of the whole MCU. Um, I love the first Iron Man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love, uh, just like the first two, um, on my list, I am partial to the origin story. I like the origin story. Um, I, like, especially because I wasn't the biggest comic book nerd, so these movies really helped establish, like, the background for these, um, superheroes really well. And especially for, like... Um, how many times Robert Downey Jr. ended up playing Iron Man. He's still playing Iron um, Man. <laughs> yeah, he's still playing Iron Man. There's going to be a movie next year with Iron Man in it. This is insane. It's been over 10 years. Um, but, like, the first one, I mean, you have a great movie to look back on and be like, that was the first time this dude was Iron Man. And uh, John Favreau did it. He did a great job. 
surprised everybody. <laughs> yeah. The special effects were in, the special effects were incredible for 2008 when that came out and he's flying around. I like I felt like I was flying around in the theater. Didn't we go see I was that like, together dude, for the we first saw time the in like San Luis Obispo? So so multiple uh movies that I have on here we actually went and saw together and that's one of them, yeah. Mhm. Yeah, same here. So um yeah, I, I love the the first Iron Man, and that's that's another one where it's just like, um, I mean, I do think the, the first Iron Man is better than Iron Man two and Iron Man three, in my opinion. That's fair. Um, but like, obviously, Iron Man, like, well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> um, uh, the next one uh, is this one's not a nostalgia factor. This one's just a fucking hilarious movie, and it's Deadpool. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So what, what are we on? Ten, nine, eight. This is seven. Yeah. So seven is Deadpool, um, the original Deadpool. We talked about this in the review. I fucking love the second one, but the first one has a better story. It's a better movie overall, and it came at like a great time where I mean, the MCU movies were really killing it, but I feel like every other movie that was coming out around this time was like not good. Um, you know, X Men was going off the rails doing like armageddon and shit or apocalypse is that what it is yeah that's yeah that's like terrible third one in that series and then um you know the dc universe was just in disarray (laughs) before wonder woman saved it um at least momentarily yeah Yeah. but (laughs) but um but the way that deadpool just like came and just provided this like breath of air to like the seriousness that like all the comic book movies were like forcing you to like they were just like you know we're we're very important movies and we're very very serious and like I can get behind that to an extent but like when the movies are really bad and they're trying to be so serious um, with all the special effects that are going wrong like it was nice to see Deadpool come and just like make fun of the whole fucking genre Um, and make fun of itself and make fun of its lead actor for his poor acting choices in the past. That's <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, so um, it was so funny. Uh, it was the first like R-rated comic book movie in a while, yeah. and one that was like directly related to like you know a Marvel character that people knew. I feel like pretty well. Um, so it, it was just. I mean, really, when I think about it, it's just I love that it was so funny. I think that's why it. It just had to be on the top ten, uh, but other than that, I mean, it's just—I don't know. I just love it. That's fair. <laughs> Not much else to say. Um, number six, uh, another origin story. I love Christopher Nolan. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that to the extent that I love Christopher Nolan makes you like him less. <laughs> You're, you're not I don't know annoyed. I don't know if that's true or not but like you definitely I feel like are annoyed if, if not just me but how a lot of people hold him on such a high pedestal um, I, I, I'm more upset that sometimes I think people are just not willing to accept his faults because he's so good if that makes sense because I think you yeah I think he's talented as shit and I didn't love Dunkirk like yeah. everybody did but he has not made yeah. a bad film yet like right yeah Right, go ahead. Um, so, so in, in any case, um, just we, we we sometimes disagree, but I think you really love this one too. And this is Batman Begins. I fucking love Batman Begins um, so much. Yeah, Batman Begins is like, 
a fucking fantastic origin story. Yeah. Um, really how he, like, Bruce Wayne goes and learns his, like, incredible martial arts and fighting skills. Like, it just brings this, like, very real, like, background and story to why Batman can kick anybody's ass, like, in the streets of Gotham. Because he's just a ninja. <laughs> um, which is the best background story ever. Like, of course he would go all the way to, like, an Asian, you know, like, hidden city and learn how to be a fucking, like, ninja. <laughs> um, and this came out at a time where, like, this was 2005, so this was, like, the summer where we were just graduating high school, and there had been, like, two X-Men movies, you know, I think there had been two Spider-Man movies already, we, there was a Hulk movie, so Marvel was really just, like, grabbing the market share of the movie theaters with their movies that they were putting out and they were all kind of like a little bit more fun and and lighthearted. Um, and this this movie did what Zack Snyder fails to do every time, <laughs> now, which is kind of like change the tone, do a little bit more of a serious movie. And Christopher Nolan just like I thought he hit it out. He wrote it. And Batman Begins was incredible, and it was a nice change of pace. Um, so, yeah, man, that was my number six. Um, I would, Hunter, what you got? Top five. I would like to change my statement from earlier and actually say Batman Begins is better than Prestige. I don't know why the fuck I didn't think of Batman Begins. So I, I'm very high, boys and girls, so I apologize. Yeah, it, it, it's Batman Begins. And I'll, I'll even go a step further. I think it's the best out of the trilogy. Because we got Rachel Ghoul. We got Scarecrow. Scarecrow still fucking terrifies me. I, I just watched Batman again like two months ago and I went, oh wow, that's right, this is yeah, that's really that's really fucking creepy. I, I love Batman Begins. I think it's just uh, good good call, man. Good start to your list. I, I, I appreciate Thanks, man. I, <laughs> so, uh, funny that you bring up Batman because my number five is a Batman film but not the one that most people think. It is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. So, talking about movies that helped get us in the theaters this was the first Batman movie I saw as a kid in theaters. Uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm, of course, is based off of the amazing and still in my top 10 favorite TV shows ever, uh, Batman animated series. It's a, basically it's a longer, ver it's a longer episode of one of the, of one of the episodes for animated series. And it shows Batman falling in love with someone and, uh, you find out what what makes them tick as far as them turning out to being uh, the the phantasm, this new villain who w is willing to kill, and yet Batman, of course, that's his one rule: he won't kill. Uh, Mark Hamill's the Joker is terrifying and hilarious <laughs> in this movie, which is probably my favorite thing about. Mark Hamill's version of the Joker is that he can just flip that switch. He can go from being like, ah, oh, he's hilarious, to, oh, he's a sociopath. Play the Arkham games, by the way, if you haven't done that. It's like the most, it's like a rated M version, basically, of the animated series. Ah, oh, love Mark Hamill's the Joker. Anyways, and Kevin Conroy as Batman, you get his mythos, you get why he shuts people out, and how even when he tries to not shut people out, He's almost destined to just always be Batman and only be able to get so close to someone. I, I oh, Batman Master of Phantasm. We're gonna have to review that here in the next month or so. I, I, that is to me is still 
if it's not the best Batman movie, uh, Batman film that's been made, it's the second best behind Batman Begins. I I, I, uh, it, I just I love Batman as a Phantasm. Think it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so that's my number five. My number four is is the best Spider-Man film that's ever been made. Fucking fight me. It is Spider-Man Homecoming at number four. Uh, Tom Holland is a perfect Spider-Man. He, he's he's perfect. He's the perfect Peter Parker. He's nerdy. He's anxious. He's shy. In this Spider-Man, he's quippy. He's confident. and But he's still figuring out his shit. And he was one of my favorite parts of Infinity War, uh, seeing him in the Iron Spider costume. But in, but in Homecoming, it's so cool to see him, you know, go from this kid who just wants to you know, be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man to someone who is Avengers uh, worthy uh, to taking on Michael Keaton's uh, uh, Vulture. The, the scene of Peter with uh, Toom's daughter uh, at the stoplight where he figures out that he's Spider-Man, I felt that is one of the most tense scenes I've seen in the comic movie. <laughs> it's just how Michael Keaton looks back. Oh, thank God your buddy Spider-Man was there. I was like, Jesus Christ, this poor kid. I, Oh, I love that movie so much. Uh, m- you could make the argument, I guess, that the action scenes aren't super you know, intense or what have you. But I think it's more than balanced out by the heart that Peter shows and the humor. Uh, that was always something that I just never felt the Spider-Man films were quite able to grasp was uh, Spider-Man's humor, uh, including setting up for a potential Sinister Six movie, uh, and the perfect use of Iron Man. He's in the movie just enough, but not enough to overshadow it or be a nuisance. Uh, I think Spider-Man Homecoming juggles so many things perfectly, and it's just, it's a damn near perfect Spider-Man film. So, I, that's my, that's my number four. Uh, Nice. My number three is something that me, you, and Scott all went and saw together, and I will be honest, Ooh. it's still one of my favorite uh, movie-going experiences uh, ever. Uh, it's Captain America Water Soldier. I-, I still think... Oh, yeah. I still think that's in the top three best films that Marvel's made. It- it- it's insane how good that movie is, and I just rewatched it a couple weeks ago, and... That fight scene on the on the, uh, on the street between Winter Soldier and uh, not even Captain America because Steve Rogers he even has a shield and shit and he still just <laughs> just goes and does work and I just oh I love the hand to hand it's it's so insanely well done and I still think about the fact that Captain America gives Winter Soldier a German suplex kips up oh yeah and kips up and I was like oh my god. I ah, oh, I love that movie so much, and and Black Widow, uh, Scarlett Johansson, man, uh, she has just grown to a great, uh, not just star, but an action star. I mean, you think about that in Lucy and the Avengers movie she's done. She's a hell of an actress, and obviously, you know, stunt woman too. But she just does such a great job just with the stuff she is able to do. And uh, me and Colin being fans of Community. It was so funny to see the fucking Russo brothers come in and just knock Captain America yeah. out from nowhere. Because people were like, who, so random. People are, who are the Russo brothers? And they've done arguably the be- the best, the three of the best five 
films that the MCU has produced because they've done Infinity War, Winter Soldier, and Civil War. And those are all three of some of the highest grossing and highest rated films that Marvel's ever produced. So the Russos are amazing, and that movie is just... Crazy story. Crazy. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, they're genuinely brilliant, the Russos. So I just oh, love that movie. So that's my number three. And my number two, nice. which I think might surprise you slightly, my number two... Uh, sorry, let me cross my arms here. Wakanda forever. It is Black Panther. That is my number. Oh, it didn't make number one. I, wow. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> that, I, I thought that might shock you a little bit. One must be a doozy. Uh, so I've already talked about it at length. So I'll try to make this quick. Black Panther has one of the best soundtracks. It has one of the best casts. It just the way that movie makes me feel, and I bought it uh, three or so weeks ago, and I've probably watched it ten times since I've owned it uh, in four K. But I, <laughs> but <laughs> nice. you, but I, I just I genuinely love that movie. Everything from uh, the way that it portrays women as so powerful and strong, better than one woman. Oops. Um, <laughs> the way that it has. Uh, Michael B. Jordan as the villain and Killmonger. What I love about him is that he's not—he's not terrifying just in his physical attributes. Because I mean, Michael B. Jordan, who? But uh, also because uh, he's got all those scales on him too. Yeah, it's fine. I'd, I'd comfort him, but uh, not, just, not just because of his physical attributes. But a lot of stuff he's saying isn't far off and isn't wrong, and that in itself is terrifying when a villain. You kind of sympathize and get where the villain's coming from. That I think that's scarier for most people than almost anything. And Chadwick Boseman really does grow into the role of T'Challa. Uh, it you know he does start off just really not really knowing what to do, but uh, everyone from Chadwick Boseman to Leticia Wright to uh, Michelle from Walking Dead, I can never remember how to say uh, Deny. Uh, I can't remember how to say your last name uh, to Ryan Coogler, who admittedly probably came into the movie with a giant chip on his shoulder, and you know what? He should have had a chip on his shoulder, because he's a great fucking director, who I think has gotten overlooked for a lot more shit than he should have, and this was him really kind of laying everything on the line, being like, look what I can do for a big budget. So, he will be black for, uh, he'll be black, uh, Black Panther, uh, black people, uh, he'll be back for Black Panther 2, obviously, but, uh, the movie just came together so perfectly for me, and like I said, you have a you have a Kendrick Lamar produced soundtrack. I'm I'm probably gonna like the movie. So uh, that was my uh, that was my number two. So Colin, you're five through two. What you got? Man, I just like I can't get over the fact that it wasn't number one. It's crazy. I know. Shocking. I know. Shocking development <laughs> here on the top ten list. Um, I love it though. Uh, you have a you have a very interesting and awesome uh, list so far. I must say, thanks, sir. Thanks, man. You too. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. Uh, I like that we have some different um, movies here on our list to talk about. Um, so number five for me, um, which saw the follow up performance from an incredible performance by Chris Pratt in the first Jurassic World. He comes out of nowhere and does Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Blew my mind how cool this movie was. And um, kind of to ride the coattails about how much you love the soundtrack for Black Panther. I love the soundtrack so for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, it wasn't an original soundtrack. It was just a collection of these awesome 80s songs. Um, 
which had like a really touching backstory to like why these songs existed to begin with, right? Um, how they, you know, it was his only ties to home. Dude, okay. So that with like a... Dude, we... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, dude, that the beginning of that movie is such a... Like, a, oh, damn. Okay. It's like almost like, oh. Yeah. How about the beginning to <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy? When you walk into the theater and you're just like, oh, man, I'm going to see this funny space epic, like, done by Marvel. You know, they haven't really done something quite like this before, where it's, like, going to be super sci-fi. And then you walk in and it's like, oh, it's just like mother dying of like a horrible illness and just like super intense. I'm like in the theater. I'm just like, oh my God, like what movie did I walk into? Did I walk into the wrong theater? (laughs) And he gets like abducted and then um, goes right into a scene where he's listening to his earphones, kicking these little like alien rats around, like trying to find this thing in this cave in this incredibly funny and well done like super well shot scene of him just dancing around to his music and i was just like okay i could i could get i could get used to this this is an interesting idea for a movie it's very different um and yeah the the movie as a whole just blew me away it was so funny i love the sci-fi um i didn't know what the hell guardians of the galaxy was before (laughs) i saw this movie i don't think most people they didn't like oh yeah like oh the hulk shows up in one of their comics i was like what (laughs) um i was like i thought they just made this up for i was like oh no it's been around for like years (laughs) um so uh that just that just also went to show how smart um like kevin feige is and how he would just believe that like this could work um you know mixed in with all these other like super well-known characters um and i love it i love just the obscurity of it you know you got a a talking raccoon uh, (laughs) voiced by bradley cooper like the most yeah and then like a giant tree that only says i am voiced by vin diesel and he actually gets credited for it yep <laughs> most insane thing ever. It's so funny. He's like uh, on the poster. It says Vin Diesel is Groot. I mean, it's the most incredible thing. Um, yeah. So that movie is just so weird. Came out of nowhere, and it just totally shocked and surprised me. So um, that one made it far on the list. I was just thinking back, and I was like, I really love that movie, and I watched it a lot at an older age, which is year, like rare for me. Um, so that was number five. Number four, dude. When. Marvel first did this and like you knew it was coming that they were making all of these movies and then they were going to put them all together and then it finally happened and we saw the Avengers for the first time. Yeah. I mean, dude, the Avengers, uh, it had never been done before. It really lived up to, um, how incredible you thought it could be. Um, you got to see all of these characters that were in, their own individual movies all come together and then all of a sudden you know Thor is fighting Captain America and 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 Iron Man and they're they're all testing each other's might until you know they have a common foe in Loki just the idea of this happening um given thinking back to when I originally saw X-Men I was just like this would have been like back in the early 2000s if like all of a sudden Spider-Man showed up in the X-Men movies but like that would never ever happen because no one was smart enough to you know get the rights to all of them ahead of time and have a master plan and the way it all played out and is still playing out (laughs) which is insane that there's we're we're still waiting for the finale of all of this um 
and you, you, just going back to, to the nostalgia factor, and this is only from 2012, um, but I still just remember going to see this movie and being so excited, and then it all playing out um, just just blew me away. So I had to put Avengers on there. That's a great call. Okay, uh, number three, Hunter. Um, we're we're starting a string of movies that that we saw together. And uh, this first one, I flew out when you were living in Austin. Yeah. And we went to the coolest theater I still have ever been to at the Alamo Draft House. And we saw Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And it changed my life. Yes. Because <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World is life changing. Um, I mean, this. Uh, Michael Sarah was really riding a high from Superbad coming into this where uh, all of a sudden you know he was kind of a big star and he got this movie uh, called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and I was like that's so random and you, you come to find out that it's going to be directed by Edgar Wright and I love Edgar Wright we both do yeah. and he just makes the coolest movies he's still making the coolest movies he just made Baby Driver, yep. but when <laughs> he uh, came out with this, I was just like, oh man, this is a must-see, and it was so much cooler and like so much nerdier with all this video game reference and nerd culture that like really appealed to me. Uh, I remember just feeling like, oh my god, this movie was just like made for me. Like you know, like sitting in that movie, that seat, and you're just like, this like couldn't be more perfect of a story and humor and little references. Like I, I couldn't be happier sitting here watching this movie. And I just remember being in it, just like overwhelmed by how incredible the experience was, being in that cool of a theater. Like, on a trip in Austin, which is an awesome city. Yes, it is. And seeing Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. And so much of how much I love this movie has to deal with seeing that for the first time in that theater. And just being, like, I didn't really know what I was in for. And it was just, it absolutely, like, I couldn't have prepared myself for how fucking awesome this movie was going to be. Um, so, yeah, that was number three. Fucking love Scott Great Pilgrim. Great film. Uh, okay, number two. Here we go. I get to talk about it a little bit. You had to bash it before we even started, which is totally <laughs> unnecessary. But um, my number two is The Dark Fucking Night. Knew it. We saw this together, and it was an incredible movie-going experience. I remember. Are you too? Um, yeah. Uh, I think we saw it in Royal Grande. I remember seeing it there. Um, dude. I love The Dark Knight. I love Christopher Nolan. I already talked about him. I already sucked his dick <laughs> on the mic. But, dude, The Dark Knight is one of my favorite movies of all time. I know how much you love uh, Mark Hamill as the Joker in the Batman animated series. But for me, Heath Ledger is just... He's my Joker. Like, this movie, him being in this movie, he is so incredible. And then the fact that, like, he tragically died afterwards, and it was just, like, a painter, like, Picasso, like, making his masterpiece and dying right afterwards. Like, of course, that's going to be, like, the most expensive painting of all time. Um, but, I mean, like, it's crazy to think that this was, like, the last thing he did, and this could have even led to his death by how twisted and demented he had to get his mind state to, like, become this Joker. Yeah. Which says a lot. 
um, of how good his performance is. Um, he's the star, but on top of that, like I loved Batman Begins so much. It was my number six movie on the list, and to follow that up, and now we got, you know, this whole new um, run with you know him already being Batman. So you get a lot more Batman being Batman actual scenes in this movie. Um, I mean, I I just. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, I love, I, I just, I, I still love it. Yeah, I can, I can pop it in. I feel like there's like twenty iconic scenes that like I absolutely love. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't want to talk about it too much. Just because, no, no, please. You know, I might start. Might start crying. <laughs> I, well, I remember in particular. So I remember so many of my favorite movie-going experiences have been with you, which makes me very happy. Mm-hmm. And I remember in particular um, the one-two punch of when uh, the semi of the Joker flips, and we both looked at each other like, "Oh my god!" And then when Batman spins off the wall, we were both just like, "Ah!" Like what? Like we both, I remember we both were like, "This movie's amazing. How's this so good? How's this so good?" I yeah, yeah. That that, that movie itself it just has so many moments where you go, "Christopher Nolan's a genius." And, and if I ever meet Christopher Nolan, I know I was talking. I know I was talking shit about Dark Knight. I would gladly shake his hand. Be like, "Sir, I even liked Interstellar, even though it was three hours long. I enjoyed Interstellar." Uh, yeah, that that's a great call though. So yeah, and I, I love. Uh, I mean, I, I really love Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. I really love um, shit, dude. Gary Oldman yep. as Commissioner Gordon. I mean, s- some incredible actors. Michael Caine as Alfred. Like this whole, like the continuation of this whole series. Like, I just thought this was the best um, movie in the series, mainly because of the Joker being such an incredible villain. I just think he's like the best villain that's ever been in any comic book movie, like, basically, in my opinion, which is why this just has to be number two for me. And, again, and, dude, I cannot even be mad. That is that is a good choice. And the thing is, man, like, at, that film is so great. Uh, just everything from the fight scenes to the scene at the dinner party. Damn, I might, God, I might, I might watch Dark Knight when I go to bed tonight. But, uh, anyway, so... That that's a good number two, man. So <laughs> number two, but uh, so <laughs> I'm sure. But so okay. Um, it's funny that you were surprised about Black Panther because not being my number one because the number one movie is still uh, one of my favorite movie going experiences ever, if not my favorite one. And it was with you, buddy. My number one is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I oh nice. I so when I was doing this list, I probably did the list seven or eight times, and there was stuff I just I couldn't find room for. Like I think Infinity War will go down in my top five favorite Marvel films when it's all said and done because that movie just mm-hmm. it's it's just too recent. It, it's such, a, and that's why I didn't put it on here is because I need to see it again because I've only seen it once. And it, and I feel like the the second half needs to happen too. exactly it, 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 it needs to be a whole movie and then it can be a movie yeah but um but a i've only seen it once and b the 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 wounds are still a little fresh from from what i witnessed it, uh watching that but scott pilgrim when i think about a movie i quote quite often in a movie that just it, 
the scene where Scott holds up a drawing and goes, oh, hey, do you know who this is? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's Ramona Flowers. And it's just a scribble. That's still one of the hardest laughs I've gotten in any movie because it's so fucking random. And it's, it's the most hipster movie you can probably ever watch. But I mean it in the most endearing way where I have the, I have the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. I probably listen to Garbage Truck at least a couple times a week. <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, like, oh, I'm sitting at work waiting for a call. I... I, I like I listen I listen to Scott Pilgrim soundtrack quite frequently. I actually have Scott Pilgrim wristbands and a uh, and a, a, a plum tree shirt. Like I, I love Scott Pilgrim. And, so good. And in Ramona Flowers, uh, I bust her. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> That's my dog. Uh, <laughs> he, he he likes your choice. Well, in he's a smart he's a smart boy. But uh, <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead is. I don't think I've ever fallen in love with someone on screen that quickly. I was like, all right, I love you. Cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, she's wonderful. She, she's genuinely wonderful. And, and the, the score is so great. And then, uh, uh, not, uh, Jason Schwartzman, he's, ho- he's hilarious as a, uh, uh, Gideon. And then, uh, mm-hmm. uh Kieran, uh, uh, Culkin as, uh, I can't, uh, Wallace, Wa- oh Wall- Wallace, Wallace. Yeah. Uh, dude, he's so good. He's so funny. yeah. His gay roommate, he's hilarious. Yeah, and h- h- him and uh, he- I like how he was like stealing uh, Anna Kendrick's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like I oh, it's so funny. Like it's it's an amazingly f- like clever movie, and there's so many. If you've grown up with video games. You'll just recognize like some of the sound effects and stuff that they incorporate in, and, and it, it the f- like that like the P bar when he goes P. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious, and then just wait scenes cut with, with like reckless abandon. Like you have to really be paying attention. Uh, but it's it's hilarious though because that's how so many video games just was cut to the next thing. Uh, yeah, I and then also Edgar Wright's a genius. He, he really is. <laughs> Edgar Wright has yet to do. Like his worst movie for me is uh, uh, the World's End, and I'll still give that an A minus. Like I, I love Edgar Wright. He he has mm-hmm. he has yet to do me wrong. And Baby Driver, of course, as we've mentioned on multiple occasions, is just uh, it's just wonderful. So yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. World number one for me personally. Uh, Black Panther could overtake it, but for right now, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim though it's just. The genuine amount of love that Edgar Wright showed for that movie, and the fact that every time there's a boss battle in that, it's amazing. Chris Evans is wonderful in that movie. Um, I can't think of his character's name. Uh, I'm totally blanking, but he plays like the action star. Uh, he's like, got me on skateboard, bro. Like he's like he's such a dick. Oh, yeah. like, he's <laughs> such a dick, and. Um, just before, he's like, I bet you couldn't do a grindy thingy on that rail. <laughs> and and I love that it cuts like that scene leads to uh, Kieran Culkin. He's like, I can totally do one of those. Someone grabs my board. Kieran Culkin grabs the board and goes like, Hey, big fan, why wouldn't you be? It's like, Oh my god, like it's, it's so. Uh, I want to watch the movie. Yeah, and, and then the fucking vegan police. Like, oh, it's just, the movie's yes. so good. I uh isn't that uh. Superman. <laughs> yeah, they they get uh yeah they get uh Brandon Routh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I thought that was vegan milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> I was <just> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. But yeah, Scott Pilgrim number one for me, easy. Uh, Colin, you're number one. What you got? I'm... That's so awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad you uh, look back so fondly about that movie going. I really do. Like I do. <laughs> 
Um, my number one, uh, you already talked about on your list, is Captain America: The Winter yes! Soldier. Um, it's crazy. You you touched on the fact that the Russo brothers, before they were doing this, were just shooting Community, yeah. the TV show. Yeah. Um, I read a whole article about that actually, and it just blew me away about how they like came to be these incredible action like superhero directors. Like they started on Arrested Development, which is that, insane. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they started on Arrested Development, um, and then like they they basically started this whole new way of shooting comedy shows in America with like the handheld cameras. Um, and they after that show got canceled, they moved on to Community, and they directed uh, and and shot the episode of Paintball. Love that one. Which. Yeah, which was like the um like the, like an action movie, like two-part episode. And they got recognized from it by like Kevin Feige and the and the MCU guys. And they like invited him to shoot this movie and they were like, "Okay." <laughs> and uh they were so like I mean, I I feel like people are getting handcuffed a little bit now by Disney, which is unfortunate. Um, whether it be Star Wars or, or whatever um, people were doing. But uh, with the Winter Soldier, like they came in and they were like, we want to do our own kind of Marvel movie where we want to use a lot of real stunts. We want to do actual fight choreography. And we want to shoot it like with as little CGI as possible compared to you know things that have been done with with like Iron Man and Thor, which had been really CGI heavy. Um, and it comes off as this like political old school thriller where, um, you know, he's basically like a, you know, he's, he's like Ethan Hunt or James Bond, you know, Captain America is like this, this uh, secret agent for the government. And, uh, it turns out, you know, he's he's actually fighting against um, someone who's who's actually like an internal kind of uh, mole who's who's killing everything from the inside, like with power. You know, white collar villain uh, played by Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce, who does an incredible job. Yeah, he does. And it's just like you know, it's like this. Born Identity, Mission Impossible, James Bond movie, but it's with Marvel and Captain America, and he just... I mean, the opening scene where he jumps out of that fucking plane... So good. And he's just... He's like, did he have a shoot? And he's just like... They're like, nope! (laughs) And I was like... And he just fucking dives into that water. He gets on that boat. I mean, that opening scene where he just starts running as fast as he can, he's tossing dudes off the side like a ninja, (laughs) like in the middle of the night, like on a big cargo ship and then he ends up fighting fighting um uh i think it's like gsp who was yeah. like an mma champion at the time yeah and it's like a real fight um he's, he's like makes him like drop his helmet and his and his shield and he's just like let's fucking go and i mean it's just so awesome uh I appreciated so much of what they were doing. I watched an interview where they were talking about how they shot one of the scenes um, to mimic one of their favorite movies of all time, which is Heat, 
which has this incredible like you know shootout in the middle of like downtown metropolitan area um and they do like the exact type of thing and they do such a good job of it the story is incredible and how it ties back to the first movie and you you find out winter soldier is bucky i mean it's just it just has it all and um it's so rewatchable I, I just I love everything about this movie. So for me, when I was thinking about my list, I was like, I gotta put Captain America: The Winter Soldier as number one. Yeah, I I, I remember we saw that in me and Scott. We saw it in IMAX, uh, 3D. I remember, and we all were just like, "Holy shit, that's one of the best action movies we've ever seen!" Yeah. And I blown away. And I'll be honest, that's an inner Terminator two discussion for me because I, I when I think of my favorite action movie, it's probably Terminator two. Uh, and just rewatching it recently, uh, actually last week I rewatched it. I watched it like three nights in a row. I was like start to finish. I'm like, yep, love Terminator two, fuck yeah. And Winter Soldier's right there. Like it's really in that conversation for just one of my favorite action scene like action movies ever. I I love everything about that movie. It, it's. I, that's actually the first review. If you have not listened to our Winter Soldier review, uh, that is our very first review we posted on here. You should go, you should go check that out. Uh, it's basically us blowing the movie for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's still making number one on on my list, and I, it was like what, like top five in yours, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, we blew it pretty good. Yeah, but but <laughs> but we but we all like pretty much did a circle jerk to that movie. You're all like, oh my god, yeah. like. I didn't even like at that time like I just knew I loved it and I didn't even like realize why I loved it so much and then like later on as I like watched interviews with the Russo brothers and the special features on the blu-ray and watched it over and over again I was just like god like no wonder I loved it like these guys are incredible yeah it, it, it's a fantastic movie but uh guys let us know what you thought of our top I would love to get people's top 10 list because I've heard some people say like the original Superman's on there Batman 89 uh, ours varied a lot. You had like we, ours didn't have too many that crossed over. Yeah, no, and, and and I'll be honest, there there were so many movies I went like I wanted to find a spot for the original Men in Black because I love that movie. Like I, I was thinking about that the other day. It's like I do love the first Men in Black. I mean they they definitely uh, <laughs> teeter off with that first one, but I do love that first Men in Black movie. I was like oh, I couldn't find a spot for that and. Yeah, so there's so I think there's so many to people think you know forget V for Vendetta that was a comp you know that's based on a graphic novel mm-hmm. I mean there's so many movies that you, dude fucking so a movie I barely missed my list was Road to Perdition that's based off a graphic novel and okay and nice and I went fuck I just can't find a spot for it that's t- that's Tom Hanks right Tom Hanks yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's a good movie. um I I love that movie I just could not find a spot for it so there. I would love to get people's thoughts on. It. I mean, J- J- Jingle All the Way could be considered a. Oh my God, you're totally <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you're the Turbo Man. My God, why are we not talking about Jingle All the Way? <laughs> Listen to our Jingle All the Way review, by the way, if you haven't already, because that, that's a yeah. fun one. But do yourself a favor. Yeah, listen to us break down the best plot of all time. But uh, guys, listen to what your top uh, ten comic book movies are. I'd love to get some honorable mentions out of people too. Uh, you can follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud at the Real Pineapple. You can follow Colin on Twitter at the Real O'Neill. And you can follow our buddy Scott. Scott, we love you, bud. At Nearman the First, and you can follow yours truly on the Twitter. 
at jhunterrealpineapple and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, this weekend we'll have reviews up for uh, The Incredibles, uh, Ocean's 8, and Won't You Be My Neighbor? <laughs> That's my best, Mr. Rogers. It's not very good, but, <laughs> but we'll have a review up for that as well. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Meow.